With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm PJ Doran. And I'm Dave Sulecki. This week on Pit Pass, we'll be talking to Moto America racer Tyler O'Hara. Pit Pass Moto, of course, is sponsored by Moto America. We've got one more race this season I'm looking forward to. Dave Laguna Seca, the Battle of the Baggers, the final round of the series. Sadly, we'll not have fans on hand, but it is going to be some impressive action. And I know you and I have talked a bunch about the baggers. That's just one of the stories. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of racing in all the classes. And we'll be able to check it out on Moto America Live Plus. Go to MotoAmerica.com. You'll be able to find out all the ways that you can watch around the country as we won't be able to attend. But it's going to be a heck of a finish this season. Wouldn't you agree, Dave? Absolutely, and I really can't wait to see King and the Baggers, man, seeing those bikes go around that course. It's going to be amazing. And all the guys they've got in it, it is a bunch of who's who of the fastest road racers we've seen in America and builders. It's it's going to be a cool event all the way around. We're going to see some bikes we've never seen and some riders we might not have seen in a little while. So really looking forward to it. You'll be able to catch up with it on Mav TV. Fox Sports, and of course, as I mentioned, Moto America Live Plus has incredibly good all-day coverage of all racing events, so make sure you get out there and tune in. For the latest in the road racing news, well, this weekend we had the Aragon GP one-by-one Mr. Rins over Alex Marquez. Uh, Marquez was on the podium two weeks in a row for Alex Marquez. Of course, we're familiar with the family name. His brother has been historically very fast at Aragon. This year, Alex makes the podium in second place over Johan Mir. Currently, overall, that title race has Johan Mir sitting on 121 points with Fabio Cortoraro, who had a disastrous weekend in 18th place, sitting on 115 in second place. Maverick Vinales 109 and Andrea Dovizioso sitting at 106. This is anybody's race to the end of the season. No one has shown any dominance. So I'm looking forward to how this season wraps up. Keep an eye on it. World Superbike. Some great racing from Aragon. Raz Gatlioglu gets the race one win over Chaz Davis. And our American hero, Garrett Gerloff, makes the podium in third. Race two saw Chaz Davis taking the top 
step with uh, Redding in second and Rasgatlioglu in third place. Ray, of course, was crowned with his sixth overall title. Congratulations, Mr. Ray. You are a man about the business of winning world superbike titles. And finally, Daytona went down in the American Flat Track Series. In production twins, race one, Johnny Lewis. First win ever for Royal Enfield in American Flat Shack. They won it with Johnny Lewis at the helm. Corey Texter took second place. Ben Lowe took third. That was the production twins class from race one. In Super Twins race one, Brandon Robinson over Briar Bauman and Jared Vanderkoy in third. Race two saw Corey Texter in the production twins class on top of the podium with Johnny Lewis bringing Royal Enfield yet another podium with Ben Lowe in third place again in the super twins. Robinson did the double one again with Jared Meese in second and Halbert coming home in third. That hands the title after the final race to Briar Bauman. Congratulations, Bauman. He joins formerly crowned James Rispoli with the production twins title. And now Briar Bauman gets his first uh, AFT title. Congrats again to Bauman. What do we have in the off-road world? We had racing in Europe uh, this last weekend at Lommel, Belgium, MXGP racing on Sunday. And in the MXGP class, Tim Geyser, the points leader in MXGP, won with a 2-1 on his Honda, followed by Gaultier Paulin on his Yamaha with a 1-5. And Jorge Prado finished out third on his KTM with a 3-4. So that kind of... Didn't really change the point standings. Geyser still leads with 488. Tony Cairoli, who really had a bad weekend in the sand in, in Belgium, struggled a little bit. He's sitting on 440 points, so he's 48 points back on Geyser, followed by Jeremy Sewer with 429. So that's your standings in MXGP. So five more rounds to go in, in MXGP racing, so we'll see how that shakes up the points. That's 10 motos to, to see some things happen. In MX2 class, Tom Vial continues to uh, just win every weekend on his KTM. He finished 2-2 for first overall, followed by Iago Geertz, the Belgian rider, finished second with a 4-1. And Ben Watson on his Yamaha finished third with a 1-5. So your MX2 standings, Tom Vial continues to lead. The French riders just been on fire this year. 569 points leads Iago Geertz with 516 points, so 53 points back and followed by then Maxine Renault with 407. So that's your MXGP uh, reporting. Really great racing, and they're going to be in Lommel for the next two rounds. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. This week's Pit Pass trivia question is the American Motorcyclist Association awards three Supercross championships each year. So name all three. We'll be back with our trivia question answer right after our interview with Tyler O'Hara. Welcome today to Pit Pass Moto, returning one Tyler O'Hara, crazy fast rider, currently on the Indian Bagger SNS bike. Welcome back to Pit Pass, Tyler. Tell us about your upcoming ride, and thanks for joining us. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to be uh, riding for Indian Motorcycle SNS, proven performance since uh, 1958. It's an excellent opportunity for myself to showcase the new Indian Challenger. I'm super excited for this weekend at Laguna Seca. Looking forward to it. 
And this is a first ever event like this, Tyler. So you've had some involvement, as I understand, in the development of what is now called a race bike. We might not have said so a year ago. Now we're calling it a race bike. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I uh, when opportunity kind of presented itself, I wasn't really sure about the idea. But, you know, having the whole crew behind me and, and being a part of the development, making it what it is now, it's it's definitely come a long way and, and uh, pretty happy with the way where we're at right now. Did you have any involvement in like the XR1200 series when that was happening, the the Harley uh, spec class that happened for a while in our uh, Moto America series? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we kind of got in when it first started on the XR1200 and, you know, in racing that V-Twin for five years. And, you know, uh, as this, as this years passed, we definitely got the bike more developed and more fine-tuned. And that definitely helped bring some of that experience into this project and have a direction. And is there, were there a lot of lessons? I mean, at the basis, they're both large V-twins. They're, the XR was a little more, uh, you know, svelte, if one will, than the bagger started life as, your Indian challenger. But it's a level playing field, so I think that's directly comparable. You think it definitely helped you with your development procedure? Yeah, absolutely. Just... Just the ergonomics, uh, rider position, our trail numbers, our swing arm angle, our, our swing arm wheelbase, and and just uh, kind of understanding how you got to ride the V twins. And and to be honest, this Indian Challengers, uh, it's better than my XR 1200 ever was. I'm kind of curious, Tyler, when you say that, what's in what ways? I mean, is it uh, just simply the horsepower, how it produces torque, or is it the handling, or a little bit of all all of that? Yeah, it's a combination. You know, it's got more torque, obviously, than the XR1200 and and the power. We got a quick shifter on this thing. It's real tight. The transmission's tight. It shifts. It revs. It's got all the modern-day electronic technology, so we can adjust, uh, you know, throttle position. If it's too torquey, I can detune it a little bit. So there's kind of some super bike aspect of it as that. And then just the chassis. It doesn't have the Milwaukee wobble, let's just say that. You can really ride the wheels off of it. We got a slipper clutch in it as well, which really makes a big difference on corner entry and, you know, having the adjustable turbo clamps and adjusting the rake. Every step of the way, obviously, it's going to be a little heavier. The SNS guys have taken 200 pounds off the stock version. And obviously, you know, you're always asking for a little bit more power and a little lighter, but, you know, we're in a really good spot and really, really feel comfortable on the bike. It's fascinating some of the trick stuff they've, they've done for you for that. And they've, Sounds to me like they've personalized it almost to you and your, you know, your stature, your your techniques. And uh, I got the, the the big question is, are you able to hang off on that bike? Yeah. You know, I was a little nervous to tell you the truth, just because it's such a big bike. Indian Motorcycle was kind enough to send me the stock Indian Challenger. So I got to uh, ride it around before I got to to head out to the race bike and I got to work directly with the Polaris engineers and the team at SNS Cycles, you know, they have the 3D CAD design and, and basically I was able to sit on the bike. I put some telephone books under my butt on the seat because, you know, we had an idea of what seat height wanted it to be and, and just the foot pegs position rear sets basically are back where the passenger foot pegs are and they're up quite a bit and getting the bike a lot more narrow. So every step of the way, they've just kind of given me the ball and let me roll with it. And they said, hey, we're building this bike for you. And just um, if there's something you want to change, just let us know. And, and they've definitely done everything that they can to make the bike comfortable for myself. And is it giving you warnings when you're uh, when you're riding it, Tyler? I mean, 
casing out, uh, hard parts of a motorcycle hitting the ground. Any racer knows bad program. Don't want to be involved because it tends to lift the tires off the ground. Is there any concern about that kind of stuff? I mean, clearly it was able to, a whole field of dudes could race XR 1200s without hitting the cases on the ground. Is it going to be the relatively similar? Like it's not that big of a challenge to keep it off the ground. Well, I was lucky enough to actually ride the stock Indian Challenger at a track day at Laguna Seca, and that was a big eye-opener that we needed to really work on our ground clearance. And the guys, like I said, S&S, we've, uh, you know, we've got an adjustable shock length, and we've got the swing arm angle up quite a bit more, so the bike's a lot more front-end bias. And we got the uh, FTR 1200 forks on there, so they're an inch, inch longer in the front as well. And the bike's a lot more narrow without the footrest in the front, you know, the traditional foot pedals for the stock bagger. But, you know, we're really good going to the left. And then, you know, the right, we're still at, uh, I think we're at 58 degree lean angle on our lean angle test. So we can really lean them over and I can drag knee. And, and the main thing was just really working on getting that thing so I can hit the apex and rolling through the corner without, you know, running wide on the exit. And I think we're in a really good spot now. And the power is clearly more than enough for uh, for the field, I would have to think. Dave and I were talking about it off air before the show. We're stoked for this. I think fan the level of fan uh, excitement on this race in particular is an all-time high, man. It's uh, What do you think about that? I think it is too, you know, I think, you know, you got your loyal Indian fans, diehard fans, you know, and I, Indians kind of revolutionizing the modern day American V-twin bagger with their technology and engineering and the backing of Polaris and just the whole team is really behind it. The new, the new motor, the power plant that they got on there and the water cooled. And then you have the diehard Harley fans that are just, you know, loyal Harley fans. And they just, there's a rivalry that goes back to the early 1900s and uh, Indian motorcycles since 1901. People are just excited. They don't really know what to expect. And, you know, when I kind of got into this project, I wasn't really sure what to expect either, but it's a great opportunity for myself. And, and I think we're going to, blow some people's minds really considering um you know no one really knows what to expect but i i think we're going to be riding rolling around pretty fast and it's going to be definitely entertaining for sure who are you looking out for uh on the racetrack the most i know you've got some former competitors you've faced off with before who are you looking forward to or not uh facing the game well i think the big bike you know the ta task performance or test performance the turbocharged bike is pushing over 200 horsepower that travis wyman's riding for sure that's definitely going to be a challenge you know and then the other uh indian motorcycle frankie garcia you know he's on the same bike that i'm riding basically sns has sent him all the parts over that we're running so i think he's definitely going to be a contender and you have guys like ben bostrom racing michael barnes he's an old rival there Josh Chisholm, the list goes on and on. Corey West, I mean, we're talking there's some serious depth in this race and I think just riding within my limits and not overriding the bike, I think we're going to be in a good spot. There's a little bit of an us versus them feel to it and it's, uh, I what I like about this is it, it opens up road racing to a uh, part of the market that probably doesn't always pay attention to it. So for that reason, it's exciting to talk about. It'll maybe a little bit polarizing if you go on the internet. You kind of read it both ways, but I think overall it's going to be a good thing, and I'm I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Just having having the manufacturer Indian motorcycle behind me and the Vance and Hines team, SNS, they're building a, a proper bike as well. And for Indian, you know, this is a big opportunity for them to to crack into the marketplace of uh, the baggers. 
for everyone out there after this race, you know, you should go definitely do a demo. You can do a side by side. You can see what all the hype's about because it is polarizing. And I do believe we have the best bike. Tyler, what do you got going on besides this awesome race this weekend? It's been an absolutely unprecedented, uncharted year for literally everyone in every single walk of life category, job description, whatever. What do you got going on next? Well, you know, it, it has been a challenging year for sure for everybody. I've just tried to rise above and, and just stay positive. And the silver lining is, you know, we had Daytona 200 in March and we're really trying to go after that Daytona 200 win that Rolex. And we were postponed uh, till October and then we got postponed till 2021. But besides that, I've been uh, been mentoring and coaching quite a bit lately. So I've been staying out of the track and, and uh, I got two Ninja 400s. Uh, I do rental coaching programs with, I was able to work with uh, Hayden Mang. He ran the uh, Ovalle junior cup class uh, all, all the rounds this year. And, and then uh, this, this weekend actually in Moto America, I have Max Toth, debuting on my ninja 400 floyd the leadville t3 racing bike and he's a young talent that's been racing the italian civ moto championship national championship and we built him a bike that i would compete on to go try to win the class and, and i'm really excited to to showcase his talents here in america that's awesome well we look forward to more from you tyler i hope your racing career is not over it doesn't seem like it is clearly you're going out for a win this weekend and we have all faith that you're going to stick it to everybody out there. I really hope we get to see more of you next year, man. I, I mean, is there anything on tap that we can look forward to talk about? Well, you know, it's uh, it's shaping up to be a good relationship with Indian Motorcycle. And uh, I, I'm, I'm working on leveraging the deal. So you might see me uh, maybe at Daytona TT on FTR 750. We'll see. That would be sweet. And you could go for the double header. I know a couple guys were hoping to do that last year. And uh to do some damage in the 200 and on the TT would be one heck of a day of racing, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You know, that's what we live for. And, you know, thank you guys for the support. I really appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to definitely be going for the win and just have the most fun as well. Well, you are known for doing that, my friend. I can't wait to see you and ride wheelies with you again. I got a Honda monkey now, so I'll have something for you. And uh, we'll see you at the next racetrack. Thanks again for joining us today, Tyler. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. Take care. We'd like to thank our guest today, Tyler O'Hara, for being with us on the show. And this week's Pit Pass trivia question, let me read that back one more time. The American Motorcyclists Association awards three Supercross championships each year. Name them. And the answer is they are the 450cc, which was formerly known as the 250cc two-stroke class in both an East and a West 250cc division, which was formerly the 125cc two-stroke division. And it's an interesting question because uh, that was a huge controversy, I think, back in the day is when the four-strokes became very, very popular. What to call these classes? And, and the AMA went through several versions Back in 2007, they started calling it the MX Series and the MX Lights, the lights being the 250cc class, and they did that till about 2013, and now they've simply renamed it the 450 and 250cc because that's pretty much where the engine displacements have settled, PJ, where it uh, was kind of in flux there for a while. Absolutely, and you had guys in the early days of the 450 class and 
a bit longer in the 250 class, right, competing on those equivalent two-stroke machines. You definitely did see those bikes out there, not regularly, and they phased out pretty quick. There was some overlap, right? Yeah, there was. You would see 250cc two-strokes out there with the 450cc four-strokes. At the time, when the four-strokes were early on in their development, it was relatively close and they were fairly competitive against each other. But boy, once the 450s started to develop, that landscape changed completely and you really couldn't compete unless you were on the big bike. And, and that 252 stroke really started to kind of die off and go away. And the same thing happened in the 125 cc's riding in the 250 cc four-stroke class. They just simply couldn't compete. They couldn't make the horsepower, couldn't get the riders over the obstacles. And once the development grew and the bikes improved, it, it really kind of changed motocross forever, really. Yep, it definitely has. And being someone who's aged through it, much like yourself, Dave, the transition, it's now interesting to see with the onset of the TPI bikes that there is more than a little bit of a two-stroke renaissance happening. I would say it is what a lot of our customers are seeking out. You know enough about off-road. They've never gone away from any form of off-road racing, particularly the wood stuff, two-strokes really seem to be a very prevalent choice in the professional ranks of the off-road series, right? Yeah, I would say for sure, except for the, you know, the, the very premium level, it's, it seems to be the best clubman choice and gets you around the woods much better. It's a lightweight engine and a lightweight bike. So I think it really favors that particular landscape when you're trying to compete versus, you know, big obstacles with short runs that you need instant horsepower. You really could get in a lot of trouble in the woods with a bigger engine for sure in upcoming news this weekend we have moto gp at aragon it is going to be the second round that they're competing there much as has been the case this season they're doing two events from the same facility to maximize time on the ground and limit the disadvantages of having to go through customs with the covid world we're living in we also have the final round of our moto america series can't wait to see it. We discussed it earlier in the show, Dave. I'm stoked to see the baggers, king of the baggers race, as well as all the other races. And Laguna is just one of the the world's most iconic racetracks. The corkscrew, turn one being what it is, an amazing place to watch races happen. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure we've got some off-road action coming too. Yes, sir, we do. We've got continued racing in Lamel, Belgium, uh, rounds two and three, I guess you could call them, of the three-race event at the same venue. They're racing actually uh, the 20th and 21st this week, which is uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then they're racing again this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, all in uh, Lamel, Belgium. So they'll continue in the sand, and we'll see how that goes and uh, see if championships are wrapped up or not. Thank you again to our guest, Tyler O'Hare, for being with us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app where you'll get alerts when new episodes are uploaded. If you have a moment, please rate and review us as well. We really appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our all-new blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. 
I'm Dave. And I'm PJ. And we'll see you next week. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.